Hey guys, welcome to episode number 60 of the Mandarin Blueprint podcast. So this week we've got a bunch of core emails and we've kind of switched the structure of the way we're doing the podcast to make it more entertaining, not only for regular viewers and listeners, but also for uh, new people. Because we would usually jump straight into stuff directly related to our course and for people not on the course, it, we could imagine it'd be quite confusing. Uh, so we're going to jump into some cool sort of general stuff and uh, and then we'll work through some general updates, uh, what's new, and then we'll go into more specific stuff for more more for like members of the actual course itself. So, uh, without further ado, let's jump into an email from one of our long-term members who's smashed his way through the foundation of the course, uh, Julian Laffey. It's a general email about study regularity, study routine. He says, hi guys, I've reached a point where I'm struggling a bit and I want some advice. I'm happy for this to be discussed on the podcast if you want, great. I work full time and have other family commitments, so I only have limited time available to study Chinese. I try to study every day, but I find it difficult to prioritize how to spend my study time. I'm far enough along in the course that I have around 600 characters under my belt. However, this means that my Anki review pool that's the flashcard app we used uh, for all the flashcards on the course for both, you know, for components, for characters, for individual words, for sentences, for paragraphs, for stories. Everything's on Anki flashcards, which is the best flashcard sift, uh, software app out there, in our opinion. Uh, time spent in Anki is time not spent feeding the machine. So for those of you who don't know, we're all about mass input. And the Mandarin Blueprint Method, our course, I did say I wasn't going to talk about the course in the edit, but I kind of have to for this. Uh, it's all about getting you to the ability to be, uh, getting you to the point where you can read and understand Chinese uh, as soon as possible and as enjoyably as possible. And then we have a bunch of listening and reading content for you once you get there. And it's sort of a linear process. You work your way through step by step from zero, just basic pronunciation, all the way to components and characters and you work your way through like that. Um, so, of course, it's a mixture of bottom-up and top-down learning, right? So you've got the bottom-up stuff, which is learning the individual characters, individual words, little pieces like that. And then you've got the top-down stuff, which is learning larger phrases. Uh, so the problem with most people in, in, who don't have Mandarin Blueprint or just try to piece it together uh, themselves online or learn through uh, tutors or university or whatever, they, similar to the way we were when we started out, they have a mixture uh, of top down and bottom up and they're sort of flitting to and fro rather than having a, com a sort of holistic approach of a uh, bit of bottom up. So you learn some characters and then you unlock some words and you see that in larger context of sentences and have that nice sort of top down, bottom up, holistic balance. Um, but it looks like Julian's struggling a little bit with that balance. So uh, Anki is time not spent feeding the machine, not spent you like getting that mass input through listening and reading, according to Julian, with, uh, but with comprehensible input. But if I ignore Anki, I don't make progress on new characters. I assume this is a common problem. Any tips? Cheers, Julian. All right. Okay, well, it's very personal to you. So I'm going to assume that you have one hour a day, cut up throughout the day. Like That's what most people can manage that, even if they say they can't. They can manage an hour, right? Uh, five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 20 minutes there, half an hour there. So let's say if you have an hour, that's it. You must get, do the, your reviews every day. Okay, so finish your reviews. You know that by now, Julian. Um, finish your uh, flashcard reviews. That's what keeps the 
stuff you've already spent the effort learning. So for example, uh, characters using the hand to move method, our memory technique for that, or new words or uh, things like that. So, but also at this point, you've got 600 characters. So you're well into the final phase uh, that, that is currently the final phase where you've got longer form reading. And all these come with uh, flashcards as well. So that's one thing I wanted to mention that um, I wanted to delineate, delineate a little bit here is because you've got not just individual bottom up kind of like characters and words in flashcards, but you've got uh, longer form content as well. You are listening and reading if you are also reviewing the sentences. There's a heck of a lot you can do with individual sentences. So I'm going to assume for, for argument's sake that you are referring specifically to characters. Like how much time do I spend on the characters and how much do I spend on other, you know, longer form content, the other cut types of flashcards that we have. Um, I would say you should set uh, a specific time, get your review cards done. You've already done a bunch of new cards up until now, so you've probably, even if you did slow down your new cards for new characters, you've probably still got a build up. Uh, it's going to take a, a few days or even weeks for that to sort of balance out and sort of uh, get to a nice lower level of re new reviews every day. Um, but I would say if you're really finding it hard to manage, go from say say you're doing 20 characters a day uh, then just go straight down to five characters a day and focus more on the sentence flashcards sentences are more than enough to acquire the language especially from beginner to intermediate and even even into advanced really it's just that the only reason why we push we try to get you to do longer form uh, content earlier as early as possible is because it's more engaging. It's larger context, the better. So you're more involved, emotionally invested in the content, and therefore you're more engaged, and therefore you'll get more out of it. Uh, and yeah, so I would say I would say focus on the longer form, but you you should really keep that those characters going. You've got to keep those characters going. Um, if you want to take a break for a week and let your reviews chill out, that's fine. Go zero characters for a week or two. Uh, and take a break there, but you've got to keep going with the characters until you've well got through all of them. Um, and all of them, I mean, we have 1,500 at the moment. Uh, within a year, we'll have the 3,000 most likely, but 1,500 is a new expansion, which I will update you on in just a minute. But yeah, it's a tough question, Julian, because it depends on, depends on you, but that's what I would do, that's what I did do. Characters must be the core, because Every, all, the, all of the other content in the course and in Chinese in general doesn't just apply to the Mandarin Blueprint method. It gets unlocked, as it were. The characters are the core of the entire language. It controls your progress everywhere else. So they must be a focus, but you can definitely lower that focus. So if you have an hour a day, let's go back to that, that time sort of uh, advice there by, based on an hour. Uh, half an hour or 15, to, 15 minutes to half an hour for reviews. Another 15 minutes for new characters another 15 minutes for uh, you know, uh, other content. Uh, and then if you can also put in, and maybe you do it differently, maybe you have 15, 15 minutes to eventually, once the reviews have chilled out a little bit, you've got 15 minutes for reviews, you get that done, 20 minutes or whatever it is, and then another 10 minutes for new characters or five minutes, you just get like, and by now you'll be awesome at the character method. So you could whack out uh, one or even two characters a minute with the current level that you're probably at. So you can do like 10 characters or five characters in a few minutes. And then the rest, the other half an hour or so is spent reviewing sentences. And you can still use Anki for that, by the way, right? I'm talking about Anki sentence flashcards. 
um, which is still input, or just generally reading our EPUBs, or just other content, other uh, Chinese content, uh, which is that we don't currently offer. I all, I'm all, we're always big proponents of use the Mandarin Blueprint for your core. That's how you. That's your. That's your main focus of study, um, and then also branch out to other things to keep everything fresh. So uh, I always recommend uh, link.com, L-I-N-G-Q. Obviously, these are paid, right? So I'm not trying to, I don't get paid for these recommendations, by the way. I probably should. Not as business-minded as I should be, right? Um, but the Chinese pod uh, is a paid one as well. Pop-up Chinese is sort of paid and not. You can get the free version if you like, if you just use the, the web app itself, or at least that, that's the situation. The last time I checked, I love pop-up Chinese. They're very very interesting little podcast dialogues. Uh, they come with EPUBs as well, oh sorry, PDFs for text as well. Um, Slow Chinese is a free one, it's great. Great audio and it's what it sounds like, it's just a guy and a girl just reading nice little Chinese articles slowly and in a nice standard Mandarin voice. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of other stuff. You know, Fluent U, I'm, of course Fluent Forever is an is a app, but uh, oh they don't have Chinese yet, sorry. Uh, they will soon. Um, uh, all sorts of things like that. But those are my, those were my favorites when I was getting into it. But there's loads of stuff out there. Uh, Chinese Class 101, you know, find some audio content with text and review it that way. Develop a load of uh, little things on your, little things, that's really specific, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> like podcast dialogues, for example. Collect those on your phone. Like, say you've got iTunes on your phone, right? Just build up a bunch of those little dialogues and have them on shuffle. Just play them, try and shadow them, read the, read along with them if you have them organized. Um, you know, that's, that's something I would do on top of that. If you have more than an hour a day, that's this, the rest of that time is focused on that sort of t content. So I hope that answers the question there, Julian. Um, get in touch at contact at mandarinblueprint.com if you want a, a, you know, a, a more detail on that. I'd be happy to go through it with you. Okay, the next comment we have is from Eunice Miskar on Bonus, uh, the Language Learning Tripod Part 3 time. So this is an uh, inspiration from uh, Steve Kaufman from Link, who I already mentioned. Um, and uh, it's all about the three important, in his opinion, the three important things about language learning, which is paying attention, noticing things, uh, uh, attitude, having a good, positive, confident attitude, and time, putting in the time. So we say that you should put in at least 30 minutes a day, preferably an hour. If you want, if you want to see results like regularly, like every, every two or three months, you want to have like some sort of breakthrough. Um, and he says, uh, Jonas says, uh, thanks for all the efforts you have put in. I live in London and normally travel by tube and have no access to the internet. It can be one hour of practice if we could access the Blueprint courses by downloading it in an application. Are you thinking about making an app for Apple or Android? Uh, well, Thank you for the compliment, and uh, yes, of course, yes. Uh, we currently have a video course. It's in a video course app, and the video course does have an app, but it's it doesn't work offline, like well, most apps really. Um, it, it doesn't work offline, and even if we did have an, a fully functioning app, which would take you know a million dollars and 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 six to twelve months to at least to put out. Um, then it would still work with the internet. It would still need the internet um, because for for most of it, okay, uh, but. If you have a one hour and you don't have internet, this is just how I, I actually commented to you and I was like, this is the state of the tube, right? It's been, it hasn't changed much since like, what, 1890 or whatever since <laughs> we don't even have internet. Come on, China's beating us on that one. Um, or anywhere in Asia, really. 
So, yeah, like if you have an hour and you don't have internet, this is what I recommend. First of all, Anki, like your actual flashcard, the app, the flashcard app that we use for the majority of, for all of our flashcards, doesn't need the internet to review. You need it to make new cards, I guess, because you want to like for words. But even do, even doing that, you, you, you know, uh, it's not that important. So you can you can review without the internet. So I would I would save that hour mostly for my Anki reviews in the morning because I guess it would be in the morning you're commuting, right? That would be great. If you don't want to do that, I would say uh, all the stuff I said about other content or like our EPUBs, our audio stuff, like it's got audio built into the EPUB so you can, and uh, text tracking as well. So that works all offline uh, if you have iOS or a Mac. Windows is a bit more, of course, um, or Android is a bit more challenging. Uh, but there's the things like that, so you can use that sort of content. There's also a lot of Chinese radio and TV apps for general immersion. And some of these are a bit high level, so of course you might want to go for uh, like the Chinese pop pop up Chinese things, or download our individual uh, dialogue sentences uh, from our like using the flashcards and just do it for the audio. Um, and you want to have these on shuffle, you can just go through maybe uh, read or even shadow if you're not too worried about people judging you. Um, but the idea is that you need to use your smartphone as like, well, you need to, that's your core of your immersion, it's your immersion resource, right? So you want to have build up as much of stuff on there as you can, you can download uh, videos, um, like there's loads of like anime and loads of cartoons or loads of uh, even films with full Chinese audio that you can just download. Uh, obviously, that's that's a Chinese app, so it may be difficult to access, but um, like I said, there's lots of stuff out there. Build it up on your phone, dialogues, text, PDFs, and use that time to immerse yourself for half, and a half of that time, perhaps. The other half spent flashcards or whatever. So that's what I would recommend. Uh, the next one here is from Brett Young by email. He says, uh, the Mandarin Companion podcast recently talked about something I've been struggling with. When words are made of multiple characters, the meaning is not always apparent. I've watched your videos on how to remember words, but without the background on why the combination of characters has a certain meaning. It is very difficult for me to remember. Could you provide some of the meaning behind words like you did with Ma Shang, horse on? Or is there a website or a book that has this information? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm going to include a link to uh, the various ways of memorizing Chinese words. Uh, it's a clip that Phil did. Uh, we talk about several techniques that you can use to create connections to new compound words. So yes, the meaning of certain compound words is not always apparent. Absolutely right, because of these reasons. Um, and often the word is kind of old. I mean, a lot of Chinese words are old, of course, but one of the meanings of the characters doesn't mean what it used to mean anymore. Uh, and so the, the connection is kind of lost. This is quite, this is fairly common. And the answer is similar to how we learn characters to use your imagination a little bit. But let's first go through some examples. So you, you gave the example of ma shang. Ma shang means uh, immediately or right away. And it's a very old word, ma shang, I'm on the horse. It's like, I'm on the horse. Yeah, it's like saying, yep, I'm just leaving the house. I'm just getting in the car right now. I'm on my way. I'm on the horse, I'm going to be there. So that that makes a lot of sense. And even if you didn't know that cultural tidbit, you could sort of make a mnemonic quite easily. It's like, yes, I'm already on the horse. I'm, I'm literally on the way to you. Or get, the idea of getting on the horse and rushing to someone. It, it's kind of visual, right? 
So that's that kind that's kind of great. But what about if it's not obvious? So I've got I've just chosen some examples beforehand just to go through them, sort of ranging in difficulty. So one is um, of course we've done my Ma Shang. The next one is Shuo Ming. This is actually what Phil talks about as an example in the video we talked about. So Shuo means to speak and Ming means bright or clear. So the word itself means to explain. Shuo Ming, and it's actually a, oh God, I forget what kind of word it is now. We, we, there are seven different types of compound word. This is basically one that's like um, action or verb and then result. What's the result of that verb? And that tells you the meaning of the entire word. So when I speak until something is clear, I shuoed until it was minged, <laughs> then it's, it, it's to explain. And that makes, you could make like a, in, in your flashcard, you could have a picture of some. This is very important. Pictures are vital. You could have a picture of someone explaining something. When we used to teach this live, we used to get all sorts of cool uh, responses. We used to walk people through with their computers and teach them how to do this and how to, more importantly, make the connection to images. Everything comes back to an image. That's very key. So even if your connection is very tenuous and personal to you, you still got to have an image to represent it because it's going to increase your retention of that word many times over. So we had one guy, I, I remember this very clearly, he had a, uh, the, what's his name, Hagrid from Harry Potter explaining that scene where he's like, you're a wizard, Harry, explaining that he's a thing. It right? doesn't need any sort of written explanation there at all. But you could write a note uh, uh, showing how you make the connection between the two characters. Uh, Yuan Yin is another one. Yuan Yin, Yuan Yin is, means uh, reason. This means reason. Uh, yuan means uh, original, and in means cause. So the original cause is the reason. So that sort of explains itself in a way, um, but you could always, and you could back that up with a picture. And you, again, you wouldn't really need to write much there. I mean, it's, it, it's one of those, it's very, very clear if you know the meaning and you learn the right meaning of the character uh, that, makes, that makes sense with yuan yin. Um, <clears throat> and again, you could write, if you're more of a, that sort of person, you like to write things out in little notes, put the note in your flashcard. We, in our flashcards, we give you that little quang, um, uh, the little, uh, <laughs> I get that a lot, you remember the Chinese word, but you don't remember the, the English word. Little box, little field, field that you can fill in that information for yourself, if you want. You can say, oh, the original meaning, yeah, sorry, the original uh, reason is the cause. And then maybe you could have like, I don't know, a picture that shows the cause of something. Um, Maybe like a, a volcano underwater creates a tidal wave. You know, you can have that picture of that if that's the connection you make. That's the one I just made right then. So that's what I would do. Uh, and similar to this, by the way, just as an aside, I, I like to go on tangents. But um, with this sort of thing, it's kind of, it, it follows a similar principle to how we teach you mnemonics, and how we teach you how to learn characters, because you should go with your first instinct. What do you connect to the word emotionally for your memories? Immediately go with that and choose a picture for it, or two or three or four. Bunch of pictures is fine too. Tongji um, is another one. So this is another example. I, I was trying to think of a more difficult one, right? It's not immediately obvious. So this means, Tongji um, means a couple of things. It means to count, um, means uh, statistics. So that's another key thing. So when you get more challenging ones like this, one of the first things I would recommend, let me just get this here is that you go through Pleco, or Pleco, I, don't even, I still don't know how to say it after all these years. <laughs> you go through Pleco, and you type in your character, your word, type in the whole word first. And often, just like with um, Tongji, you'll get 
several meanings for the same word. So yeah, so I've got a verb meaning statistics, and it also means to add up, to count. 统计出, uh, okay. 出席人数, okay. Um, so 统计, so I like that idea of counting up. And that actually, that, that meaning, even if it's not the meaning that we present to you, you can, if that meaning that we present to you is, is you, hard to, you can't make a connection to it, check Pleco and see another connection. Uh, both of those work quite well. Like statistics, for example, um, that works fine with the characters. That makes sense. But try out both. So let's go with add up or count first to 统计 something, like to, um, you know, to uh, 算, right, to count something. So 统, 统, as a character, means uh, together, unified, interconnected, uh, gather as one, like 统一, like it means to unite as a people or whatever. You don't need to know that, you just click on the character in Pleco and it tells you all the different definitions. And then immediately click on D. Now I know D to mean uh, to count, or but it also means plan, an idea, a strategy, a plan. Uh, you know, and it also means, as a verb, it means to count. So you've got all these different ideas. So think of these as two like columns of ideas and you just need to draw a line and connect two that makes sense doesn't have to actually be the real uh, way that characters are supposed to make up the word. Do you see what I mean? Doesn't, so like maybe the original maker of this word said, oh, is uh, statistics because tong means all and ji means to count. So you're counting by counting out of 100% all count. Uh, that's what statistics are, they're percentages, right? So, oh, that, that makes sense, but it doesn't matter. If you don't make that connection, make another one, right? So, for example, tong also means uh, interconnected, interrelated, or it just means all, or just means together. Um, so you could even, I mean, this is going to get silly now, I'm just doing this off the top of my head, but you could say uh, ideas, ra a ruse, or a strategy. So you can think like, uh, you, could, you could imagine a connection of between um, like, I don't know, I'm just randomly thinking here, uh, Guy Fawkes, right? That was like, for me as a British person, Guy Fawkes is like the famous uh, conspirator that wanted to blow up Buckingham Palace. You know, that's what November the 5th is all about. So I get, a, it, and it's all planning. So I can imagine all of them are planning and they're adding up sticks of dynamite <laughs> underneath. Right? And I've got a picture. I make that connection. That's like, it's nothing to do with the original meaning of the two characters and they're not connected, but I'm creating like a crazy mnemonic story similar to the way I would with individual characters, but except there's no real plan for this one. There's no system. I'm just doing it on the fly. And then I'll go and find a picture of Guy Fawkes or a painting, a represent, representation of Guy Fawkes and his crew and put that in my flashcard, boom, next. And if it, do you know what? Again, that really was off the top of my head. That might sound absolutely mental to someone listening, but I would try that out. If I couldn't think of a more logical, easy route, I would just I would go for something a bit more abstract like that. And then I would come back to it later because I'm going to review that card soon, right? <clears throat> so in a week or something, I'll review it and I get a better idea. I hit it and I change the picture and I change the note I put in and change it to something else. You know, whatever works, works, whatever doesn't, change it, right? Uh, so... I hope that's, a, that's not too convoluted there. So we've got one more is uh, that I thought was quite difficult um, is jingji, which means economy, jingji. So let's actually, again, I'm going to go in Pleco and you might find that jing, so jing means a, a bunch of things. So if you type in jing, this character, J-I-N-G, 
it just means oh, how many definitions do I have in Pleco here? I've got six definitions just as a noun. And then I've got two more as a verb, another as an adjective. It's got a ton. So I've got lots. That's a good thing, by the way, because you've got a lot to choose from. It's, good. it's best to choose a more common meaning, of course, but it's fine, right? So you've got, uh, and it's best to choose the meaning that you use to learn the character. That's ideal. But, you know, you can't have everything. Um, so Jing, Jing is I mean like the, the meaning I'd say is most common, the most useful is to pass, to pass someone. But like as in, it can also be experience like Jing Li or Jing Yan, right? To have experience, to pass pass through life and have experience. And that's a good way of learning that word, by the way. You know, Jing Yan, Jing Li. Um, the power of passing. Yeah, you know, anyway, I'm digressing again. So you find Jing and then you find Ji. Ji actually means a few things like aid, um, like as in financial aid, uh, relief as well. I mean, you could, do, you could take that to be in both ways, right? Uh, so, you know, what we've got, we've got passing and then relief. So if you have a good economy, a good economy passes you by, that is relieving for everyone. You know, if, if you have a boom in the economy, that passes. But also you could see it another way. You could say everything in, a, in economy is currently mo always moving. It's always passing. It's always, you know, it's, it's, it's moving past you all the time. And this is just my brain just firing and thinking. And as soon as you get something, you think, ah, that could be a picture. Put the keyword phrase into Google or whatever you use. And then put that picture in your flashcards. Move on. Don't overthink it. Make that connection between the characters. Um, it doesn't have to, again, like the whole the whole sort of moral of this story is that, yes, uh, sometimes the character relationship is not immediately obvious, but you can make up one based on your whatever knowledge of the individual characters you have. Now, if you don't know the individual characters, you need to go back a step. You need to learn those characters first. Otherwise, you're not really going to fully learn the word, in my opinion. Um, and I'll put this phone down, but you get the idea. So I hope that helps. We used to go through... Uh, helping people out with exactly stuff like this all the time. It was part of our live class, like I said. And there was always these sort of questions and, and issues that came up. And the basic gist is not to worry too much. Like, even if you don't come up with any connection whatsoever, you've just got two characters together. You know the characters, but you don't know how they make up this word. Do you know what? Just Put it in your flashcard anyway. Search. For, this is this was like the last ditch effort before moving on to the next thing, right? Because you can't focus like 10, 20 minutes on one little word. It's not it's not worth the effort right now. So if you really can't think of a connection in like one or two minutes, we used to time people. If you can't do it in one or two minutes max, you're really sort of thinking of a connection in one minute. Move on. Type that word in Chinese or English, whichever meaning you like into Google, get a picture that's somewhat related to the, trans like the translated meaning of it in English, stick that picture in the card, move on. You know, you'll, you'll, next time you see that card, you might get, uh, you will likely actually get a bit of inspiration and improve it then, okay? So I hope that helps. Um, and let's move on to the next question. Okay, but one more quick uh, comment here from Daniel Leo Simpson on, this is what your study session should look like. So um, we, he says, very helpful. Thank you for putting that together. Also motivational. I got my Anki deck opened again. Thank you, guys. So we're talking a lot about Anki today. Phil recently put together this video just describing what should your average study session look like with the Mandarin Blueprint Method and our materials. 
like what windows should you have open, exactly what to do throughout learning characters, components, uh, words, how to use Anki in the best possible way uh, to get the most out of the course. And it was clearly a very good video because we've got a lot of people commenting, uh, saying it really helped them and got them to open Anki again, which is half the battle, you know, just because um, <clears throat> Anki does take some getting used to and that can turn some people off. But once you get used to it, guys, it's the best. It's so motivating. Like Julian, who we were talking about earlier, one of the things he says in his um, case study, we, I interviewed him, and he was like, I, I, I drive my uh, missus up the wall because the first thing I do in the morning is grab Anki. <laughs> you know, uh, it, it, it's really nice when it gets to that level. Okay, so uh, I haven't given you any updates for the course yet, have we? Uh, so again, if you didn't check out uh, the last podcast, We've got five more levels out. I believe we're up to level 47 now. Only 10 more levels to go, uh, which we'll have out over the next few weeks, hopefully within a couple of months. Definitely have all those out. Uh, 1,500 characters, 4,000 words. You know, it's, it's like 94% total coverage of the language, guys. It's amazing. It's very exciting. Um, yeah, we're still, we're still making more videos as well because uh, we realized that after the first 100 or so characters, we are sort of, you know, there's a bit, there's not that many videos and people sort of missed seeing us for some reason. I couldn't imagine it why, but uh, we're going to make more videos just to like uh, like make enrich the course a little bit, make give it a bit more dense content. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, there's a few other things that, as usual, I've forgotten, <laughs> but it'll probably come up, come in my mind, like, uh, whilst I'm in the middle of making another point in a bit. But that's the gist. So things are happening, guys. Uh, the course's expansion is almost complete, and we're really happy. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention. There you go. Um, one of our uh, best clients, uh, one of our best, I want to give a shout-out to Eja. She passed the HSK4 in five months. HSK4 is uh, there's, it's six levels to the HSK. The Hanyu Shui Ping Kao is the, the exam for... Uh, the the benchmark basically it's the only exam that is official and exists for Mandarin Chinese. Um, HSK four is very respectable, but it's incredibly respectable if you do it in five months. Now it wasn't from zero. She had she said she had three months of prior training, but it was just basic stuff like pronunciation and pinyin and that. No, no, not much. I don't think she had any characters by that point, or very few. So, and she said as well, and you, you know, some of you who are on the course, you'd be like, oh, wait a minute, You've, you don't even include all of the HSK4 at the time of making this podcast because we haven't quite finished the expansion. When we finish the expansion, it would definitely cover HSK4 and a bunch of HSK5 and 6, you know, it's 4,000 words. But at the time of Egypt doing this, she didn't have it. But what she did, she took our methods for learning characters and the characters and words and the content that we provided and she applied it to, and she's very autodidact. She went and searched for the HSK vocabulary out there. I imagine she did a couple of practice tests and just took it upon herself to apply our methods to other content, other word lists and character lists in order to learn what she needed to learn. And then she passed the HSK four in five months from pretty much zero. So that's not only a testament to her, I mean, it's not only a testament to the course, but it's more of a testament to her as like uh, being proactive. You know, this is someone with this is someone with a bunch of kids as well, right? And it's like you know, very full life, very lot going on, very busy. Um, she's a coder. She's training to be a, a doctor, I believe. So there's all sorts of stuff going on, but she still finds that time. Uh, two or three hours a day with Chinese, 
you know so it's possible guys i think it's you could even um you know we're waiting for someone to break that record who can who can do the hsk for three months you know from zero you'd have to put in obviously a little bit more time per day but it's doable with this method guys so well done Ija, and uh, uh I'll, I'll wait to hear from you on your results from the hk5 in another few months so uh next we've got movies so this is where for those of you who aren't, who aren't aware we bring everything together so we've got props actors uh, and uh, sets these all represent the components the opinion initials and the opinion finals respectively and then the movies are where all these things come together and in your mind you make the your actors just people interact with objects in places from your life and that represents the meaning of characters and those are, that's what we call movies so here's some cool movies that we've got this week from various people on the course the first one I want to share is from Kathleen Gans. Make a movie for E. Now, if you look at this character, it's not only pretty tough to learn, because quite randomly, it's, it's not a very standard formation of any character. You don't see this sort of formation at all anywhere else. Uh, it's also a very abstract, one of the most abstract keyword meanings. This character means a couple of things. The meaning that we chose is by means of. Okay, so it's, it's, it's not only tough to grasp grammatically, but it's also just generally, uh, you know, how do you visualize that? Well, you'd be surprised. It's actually really easy if you know the method and we train you on how to make these connections, of course. She says, in my scene, a person's umbrella, that'll be the right side component, is destroyed by means of a hailstorm. A huge tennis ball, the size of hail, frozen one drop water, that's the drop component you see in there, falls on the umbrella, breaking the, breaking the top apart from the hooked shape handle. Ah, it falls to the right and it hits the ground inverted. Yeah, so this is a very, like I said, a very abstract meaning by means of, and I think Kathleen has done it in a very good way. I imagine that you, a person, it's not showing anyone interacting with the hail. So I, I like that idea. Like the way I would do this personally, I would add a little tweak perhaps. Uh, not to say this doesn't work, but I would personally do this, where I'd have either myself or another actor or an extra, like a copy of the actor or someone else, actually like really trying, like you can see on their face, they're like, they're really trying to do this. Like they're, 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 they're trying to figure out how to break that umbrella. And they, they're, or maybe they're looking for a means by which to do this. And they see this ball or this hail or this drop, or whatever it is. And they're like, yes. And then they overact the entire time. And then they use that to break it. Just to show, again, when the more abstract the meaning is, the more you have to rely on less tangible stuff like gestures, uh, uh, facial expressions, uh, the close-ups. You can do this is a great opportunity to use close-ups on someone's face, like really see what they're going to say. You know, uh, good. So next, Abigail make a movie for Shi, which is uh de Shi. So basically means to start beginning. So she says, my SH actor, Shubash, enters the living room of my childhood home to find it a complete mess. Paddington has smeared lipstick all over the walls, a new carpet, sofa, and TV. With a look of extreme desperation on his face, Shubash doesn't know where to begin in starting to clean it all up. 
great concept. And again, I'm I'm adding my own visuals in here, but and I imagine you are too. But the the, the little details are the most important part, like showing the idea of beginning, like 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 rolling up her sleeves. Like she's looking at it, she's like, or he, sorry, he is uh, looking at it, and he's like, take like very exasperated desperation on his face, that emotion, and then he's like, <sighs> rolls up the sleeves. And then the scene ends because it's all about the beginning, not the actual process of cleaning, right? Fantastic. Uh, next one is <laughs> Jonathan Pritchard, who is our uh, one of our esteemed members because he is actually a professional mentalist, as he says. Um, and you know, he does this for a living. He does this, like this mental gymnastics for a living. So we're very honoured to have him on the course. He says, my scene is <laughs> very uncomfortable and I'll never forget it. What a hilariously distasteful image. And thank you very much. Uh, for the younger audience on the on the on the on the course for not sharing that uh thing in your mind thank you very much but uh yeah i will just say this you know the some of the nastier stuff whether it's violence or other whatever it is uh that can be memorable and it's, it's very effective for uh, a lot of people uh, but that's all i'm going to say on it right, i want to keep this pg next we've got a long one from uh guillaume or guillaume uh, Lermit on Make a Movie for Gan. So Guillaume has just started the course. He's, he's well into it and he's, he's interacting with us a lot. He's sending us a lot of comments. We love it. Um, so let's see how he does on one of his first scenes. He says it's a wobbly scene, which means I guess not. it's got, some, it's got a bit of mess. He wants me to help maybe uh, sort some details out, which I'm happy to do. So first, a prop biplane. Biplane, as in uh, two parallel wings, Canadair with big pipe hanging from below the Canadair in order to drop the water to a specific point. Very specific. I like it. The set outside my insurance agency, the name of the insurance company I contracted with is GAN Insurance. GAN Insurance, nice, but don't make sets just for individual characters, right? I mean, don't, I mean, that's a nice coincidence, but don't, please don't let that affect any other things, you know, don't, don't, don't um, let that restrict you. Uh, um, actor. My insurance agent with a big and easily recognizable logo on his jacket. Gan is written on the logo. Ah, first mistake. I'll get into that in just a second. I've met him several times and I can easily view his face in my mind. Logos, symbols do not work. That's the whole uh, reason. Anything that's 2D and is a symbol, it's not a 3D object that you know that you can really interact with. Like the actual badge itself, that is fine. But anything that's a logo 2D, doesn't work. That's the whole point we're using this method to not imagine the characters. But this is a, this is a very common uh, misunderstanding. The scene preparation. I subscribed an insurance uh, contract to prevent my flowers from being thirsty during summertime. Unfortunately, I did not read entirely the small print of the contract. This summer, a terrible drought happened with water cut uh, decided by the government. I phoned to my agent claiming I need some water. He said, okay, but I had to collect the water at the office. <laughs> my God, this is getting really deep now. I said, why? He said, that, would, uh, that I would understand when I, I get there. I said, all right, and jumped into my car with my five-gallon bucket on the back seat. Is this a real story? Right, so the scene by itself, when I get to the insurance office, okay. Right, uh, the insurance agent is waiting for me outside the office. Agent, I've been through the insurance policy and there may be a tricky point for you. Me, which one? Agent, the policy says we have to provide some water by all means. Me, that's great. Wait, says the agent. The policy does not specify under what form the delivery has to be done. Me and agent. In our case, because of the drought, the only way to provide water was to order a Canadair. Me, that's fine. Where is the problem? 
Well, agent, well, in order not to run out of fuel when it gets back to the sea and the, and the Canadair has to do a full delivery, me and agent, are you ready to receive 6,000 litres in your car from the pipe of a Canadair? Me, oh my God, agent, listen, the Canadair is coming now. If you don't mind, I'll go back inside my office and close the door. Bye-bye. Uh, questions. <laughs> there is a perfect match uh, between the pinion and the name of my insurance company, but the whole lot is a bit wobbly. Uh, the link between the actor and the first letter of the opinion is only based upon the logo in his jacket. I think it's not relevant. It isn't relevant, but uh, those little details are fine. Uh, but again, the logo does not help you at all. Okay, uh, I'd rather not use an actor at all, but the directly logo is uh, displayed in the window of the office if I could. Is it possible to do so? Uh, no, you gotta, you gotta follow the method. You know, Don't try and change the basic structure of the method. You have to use actors. You have to use sets. And this is funny because when we get uh, when we get these early comments, you, I, I know that 99% chance you've already figured out everything because you just kept watching videos. <laughs> you just keep watching the videos, we make it all clear. Everything. We, uh, we've, read, we've made 300 videos in the first uh, for the first 105 characters to make sure we'd covered everything you know in about the method. Uh, but maybe we probably don't make that clear enough to be honest. That we're like, don't worry guys, we'll figure all this out. Just keep keep going. But let me go through your actual scenes. So first of all, there's way too much detail that isn't relevant, right? Um, now, if you're if this all came to you in seconds, but it's just obviously you've written it all out, it's taken a while, that's fine. But do not, please do not go to this much effort. All you need to go, you go straight to the Canadair. I don't know what you're using in this scene to represent the... What are you using here? I don't know what the drop of water. Uh, what's what's sorry? What's the water doing? And where's the horizontal line? So I'm not sure what your props are. Please don't reinvent that. The the main aspects. So like what are props? Uh, what are sets? What are actors? Follow those guidelines. Those are that's very important. Now there's other stuff you don't have to follow. You know, like uh, whether you imagine this specific thing or another specific thing or how you imagine it or whether you take our general instructions that way. That's fine. You don't need uh, scene preparation. You don't need. Uh, you don't need any backstory whatsoever. Just jump straight into it. Uh, you've got a great prop there with the biplane. That's awesome, and general concept is good. Uh, you know, I'm dry. We need water. Um, but you could do all this in one line. You know, uh, you are there, or your actor is there, and he's dying of thirst, and the biplane comes and drop some water on him. I don't even like the idea of dropping water because it's like a, it's an extra thing you're including and it's not really related to anything in the, in the character, but it's related directly to the keyword. So it's fine, it's, we can do that. But in general, uh, yeah, just try and keep it simple. That's our number one rule or guideline. That one you don't have to follow, but it's best you do because it's gonna make your life a lot easier. Good try, you've got, you've got a lot of detail, which I like, but the details have to be relevant. So all of this like uh, talking and stuff, it's very entertaining, I like it, and it's gonna really entertain other people and really uh, motivate them. But for you, for saving your time and energy, you know, don't worry about that. Just go straight to the, get to the meat of the, the scene. That, that would be my advice, but you're off to a great start, and I'm sure you're already doing much, much better with your later scenes, but, well done. So Ellery Hall has got another movie for Kai, which means to open, uh, or just open, sorry. Um, she says, I used a Hershey bar instead of Bill Gates. So 
in this character, we've got the horizontal line at the top, and then for the, the bottom component, we recommend, because this is actually, the original meaning is like, is two hands. So we say a handshake. So this is how we jump to that. We, get, we say, all right, think of a famous businessman uh, that you know. Someone like, I don't know, Donald Trump or, uh, well, Bill Gates is actually our, our main suggestion. So, but she says, uh, Ellery says, instead of using uh, Bill Gates, she's going to go with a Hershey bar because it looks like an H. So you can base it on the meaning or the appearance. It's all good. Or both. Because it looks like an H to me. That's good. So, Keith Sutherland, that's K, is outside of my AI set looking distressed about this gigantic Hershey bar he knows uh, he knows there is a bomb inside. Oh, great. I can hear the 24 TikTok uh, TikTok sound going as well. Looking around, he finds a rusty razor blade and yells, there's no time, <laughs> and then uses it to open the candy bar. Mwah! That was beautiful. Very simple. Uh, you even mentioned some emotional content in there, which is ideal, you know, distressed, you know, really, you know brilliant. Uh, okay, so we'll finish off the podcast with just a few little tidbits. We've got one actor that someone chose. Uh, John Hay says, casting call for Lu. Lu is like anything that's U, like Lu, Nu, Shu, Yu. These are all sort of world, world leaders or gods. It's like a separate category of people. And he says, not a world leader and certainly not, not a god, but just as influential. Lucifer, the fallen angel, Satan, the devil. Brilliant. Um, props. So we've got three props. These are objects that are used to represent the components of characters you learn. They should be very personal to you. So I thought I'd mention these three because they're, they're very good. Um, the first one is Guillaume. Guillaume, sorry. I'm, I know I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'll figure that out. Guillaume uh, Lermit on Don't Pick a Prop for San. Look how easy that was. Uh, so for number three. So number three is just three vertical lines like that. And um, it is used as a prop, as a component in other characters occasionally. And he's got a great one here. This is Adidas three-banded shoes. I don't know what the meaning is there, but like, you know what I mean. So there's the famous Adidas uh, three lines. So you could have someone wearing like big Adidas shoes just to make that nice and clear. Uh, Ellery Hall on pick a prop for Yao. Uh, she says, I'm going to go with arm wrestling since my other prop for the bottom component is the flexing arm it kind of looks like that doesn't it so that's great and deborah jansen just one last one to end the podcast here pick a prop for in <laughs> and i like this one just because the 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 connection is so tenuous but it's going to work for deborah it is in means a because a cause it means the reason the cause it says mahjong tile mahjong mahjong because I've played it for years because I've played it for years. So Mahjong and uh, Ian has, you know, <laughs> like cause, but she's made that connection. So it works. So that's it for today, guys. I hope that was useful to you. If you've got any comments at all, you can just comment below or you can uh, get in touch via contact at mandarinblueprint.com. If you're not on the course, you're curious, if you've listened this far into the podcast, you're probably curious by now, go and check it out at mandarinblueprint.com. And uh, thanks, guys. I will see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.